Hi, everybody, and welcome to El Valle Bajo podcast. This is episode 73. I put episode 73 on the last one. Last one was episode 72. So we're here now. It's me and Sal. Today, how you doing, Sal? Doing good, Rene. Uh, you call me Rene. That's an insult to me. How <laughs> dare you? I wanted to say you're awake. <laughs> took, I assure you I am, sir. I assure Alex. you I am. Ay, <laughs> oh, Dios. So, Rene is, is not with us today. He's hanging out with his parents, right. which yep. it is what it is. And we all have parents and we all have to hang out with them. So, uh, welcome, Sal, on this rainy, rainy uh, Socorro evening. You know, um, so we're here. Uh, it's a Wednesday, back to a regular time. You know, all my, first week of school, I know all your teachers are tired. Uh, you know, about two hits when you're supposed to be taking a nap and you're at school and it is what it is. And here we are, it's ready to start a new year. Uh, it's like taking off a Band-Aid. So it is what it is. We have some good news for your teachers in a little bit. Sal, what is your background today? Can you please tell us? So I've already highlighted the Mad Dog football. I've highlighted the uh, picture that was inside the football locker room. And so now I'm putting a picture of the satellite tower that is next by Socorro High School. So I'm just gonna bow down for a little bit so people can see it. And so that is for people that haven't gone to Socorro yet, there's a tower right next to the new building. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that in a little right, bit. We'll talk about that right now. So let's get to it. And, and I got, I'm going to start something really cool today. Um, we have something to share. We have a lot of things to share with you guys. The first thing we're going to share is a tweet that I found. Can you see that, Sal? Yep. So what we're talking about here, uh, this is Freddie at El Big Fred. This, uh, this, I came across this, Fred, uh, Freddie uh, Gonzalez is a coach at, at Socorro High, uh, very, very hardcore Socorian, lives in Socorro. Uh, and this tweet, I've been one, trying to get on it for a while because it tells you why we're here, okay? It tells you what's happening. It tells you everything that Socorro, why we fight. So let's check it out. While giving his speech to his while giving his speech to his robotics team, my son said, "I'm very happy our team won, and it shows everyone that the kids from HD Hilly and Socorro are just as intelligent as any other kid in the district." Proud of my boy Santiago. Hashtag robotics. Hashtag uh, Robonauts. Hashtag robotics. And hashtag HD Hilly. Cool. Dude, that's Socorro Pride right there. Yeah. That's yeah. what we hope most of our kids, a lot of our kids would do. And that's amazing. Uh, what do you think, Seth? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, congratulations. And that's 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 a good uh, accomplishment, you know. Yeah, and it's just it's just the way uh, his son talked about it, you know. Uh, like a lot of people are like, oh, you live in Socorro? Oh, you live in Socorro? Well, it is what it is, trust me. Socorro is a big place and we're very proud to be here. 
and, and love it here. So that was something I've been wanting to get off. Uh, congratulations, I think his name is Santiago. Yes, it is. And that's awesome that he said that. And, and we, we hope more kids take pride in their city. And that's how we change everything here in the city with everything that, that, that goes on. So back to our, our next story. And it, it has to do with, with what we're talking about right now. It's the, it's the tower. It's the tower and here it is. So I had never seen it. Uh, I had never seen the tower till uh, Sal got the picture of it and, and showed it. And here it is. Okay, here's a cell tower. So that's close, you know, that's close. What do you think, Sal? Yeah, that is uh, very close. And so uh, it's pretty interesting of how much of that uh, uh, waves, you know, radio waves. And so I'm in the medical field and so we're used to radiation, right? Right, and but you're so, in the field. That's your job. That, and it's a yeah. hazard. I know when I get x-rays, they put yeah. stuff on me and the lady even has to stand behind the wall. Yeah, and so even the people that are working in the x-rays, they were, you know, they they put on different color codes and depending on those color codes mentions or is alerting others of how much radiation have they been exposed to. So I, I don't know if our kids are going to have to start doing that. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's hard and it's, it's okay. So the last Socorro meeting that they had uh, Mr. Pablo Barrera and, and Mr. Um, Richard Castellano were talking about this and, and, you know, they were like, and then Mr. Guerra comes in and says, well, we've had these for a long time and we've had whatever, you know, he said in America's they're on the football field. I saw the one at Eastlake driving up there. I saw that one. That's pretty far away from the school. It's on the field, but this one is right dead in there. Yeah. It's right there in there where where kids are going to be for hours. Yeah, and and, and that's correct, uh, Alex, is that uh, Mr. Guerra's right he's, in he's, the sense that they've been there all this time, but you would think that, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Guerra would have had figured this out, uh, you know, especially that he's he's got connections real close in uh, Rio Vista, and we all know, you know, what school is, right. is there in Rio Vista. And so, you know, he would have, instead of uh, being in that middle school, could have gone to Socorro, which is not that far away, and could have said, oh my gosh, this satellite that's been here all this time, now we got a building structure, uh, shouldn't we be moving this around? But Maybe he hasn't been there, and so maybe he's not educated on how close it is, but here it is on the podcast, and so we're showing you, Mr. Guerra, the proximity of uh, how close this tower is. And, and thank you, yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's right there. It's not even, I don't think, I'll give it 10 feet, maybe 12 feet, and, mm -hmm. and those are the things that we're talking about was like, Oh, just because we're in Socorro, you can put it 10 feet away from a building? Yeah. You know, um, that's, that's, that's some crazy stuff. You know, and, and people can say, well, you know, we look up things and it doesn't cause cancer. It doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. But what it does do, um, a warming of the body 
or headaches. It can feel uncomfortable for, for anyone. You know, it can feel uncomfortable. I mean, I hate being high. You know, those are the things that, that, that we should be talking about is, have we done an in-depth review about this cell tower we have showing here that's no more than 12 feet away from the classrooms and God knows where it was before that. Yeah, so I mean, just to make another addition here. Um, so I, I guess uh, <clears throat> Mr. Guetta, who is a board trustee, right? Mm -hmm. uh, is more important. I mean, if you're a board trustee for a school district, I think your part should be the kids. Yes. And it shouldn't be revenue. It shouldn't be money because that's what Mr. Einton was saying, right? That uh, they're leasing it to at and and I'm pretty sure that there's some sort of a, a revenue coming in to the school district. Uh, and so, you know, maybe it's time to put the kids first versus revenue yeah and not only that but the revenue that's coming in from that tower that should pay for itself to be moved away from the from the high school you could still keep it within the premises but put it out in the boonies where okay. there's not that much traffic with kids you know going up and down or proximity to that tower and, and, and you're right about that because that's what we talked about because there was a little bit of confusion last week on the podcast. Yes. Talking about there was one on the railroads or something like that. And, and those are the things that we're looking at because, you know, we do should put the kids first. Revenue uh, is, a, is an important media, is an important stream to everybody. I understand that. Uh, business people are different than public sector people. Um, you work in the public sector. I work in the public sector. Uh, Pablo Barrera was a public sector person. Rene is his own is his own businessman. But also, when it comes to kids, we should be putting the kids first and saying this not might this not might be the best thing for our kids. And and then that makes it, you know, if if uh, crossing the street without looking both ways is important, then maybe we should do that. If, so, yeah. So, um, so, so since the last board meeting that we're talking about uh, external uh, audits, right? Right. Uh, do, do you think we should know as a public, we should know how much of a revenue these towers are bringing into the school district? And, and that's one. And the second should be, uh, what is it being used for? Right. So we not, I mean, now, now speaking on my behalf, I was not aware that, you know, we had these towers and school property. And so uh, Mr. Barrera brought, you know, brought some light to it because of, of the proximity, right? And then in the board meeting, all of a sudden, there's like, well, we got like six more of these things uh, throughout the school district. And so, hey, that's, that's a very intelligent question right there. How much revenue are they bringing and what is it being used for? I hope it's not used for admin staff. I hope not either. You know, <laughs> I think it's been a lot of money to do very little. Um, I think the biggest thing to do is be on call 24-7. So it is what it is. But, you know, we'll, we'll look into that. I hope they bring more light to it. Because, you know, I think they made, they were trying to, during the board meeting, they were just trying to uh, make uh, Mr. Uh, Barrera, Mr. Castellano look, not intelligent when they were talking about this. Yeah. 
and and that's not that's not what you know let's let's put let's call it what it is you know you're trying to make other board members look uh non-intelligent and and say oh well oh well this oh well that we've done it for years well that's the problem you know we're trying to shine a light on things and i heard this this week is when you shine a light on things the cockroaches spread but when there is no light they stay there and do their business <laughs> that's true you know what i'm saying i was born yeah. in the projects where you know you have to give it a minute before the, the cockroach just spread and you got into the kitchen you know mm -hmm. it is what it is but it's true when you when when even us shine a light on things then it looks different it, people are like more like oh let's not say this let's not do that you know as taxpayers we need to know where all the money is going and yeah. that's the biggest thing so it is what it is anything else up we got questions and we need answers that is correct that is correct moving on all right guys this is something that i personally have a problem with but this oh principal wacko well not not necessarily a principal it's a situation so okay from daisy garcia at waco elementary school we hope to see all our sons next tuesday Waco Elementary presents Meet the Teacher Tuesday, July 27th from 4 to 6.30. Come meet your child's teacher and pick up your child's school supplies. Your child's class roster will be posted on Tuesday. Uh, Waco Elementary presenta Meet the Teacher Martes, Julio 27, 20, 21, de 4 a 6 y media. Vengan a recoger sus útiles de su, uh, de su, de su, that's what it says, de su, y conocer los maestros de su hijo o hija. Aquí los esperamos. Lista de clases será puesta en las ventanas el martes. Alrighty then. Now, when I saw this, I was like, yes, the kids are going to get supplies. Yes, the kids are going to get supplies. Just that school. <laughs> Just that school. Yeah. Uh, Sanchez had something else. Not as, as big as this, but something. They got a package as well. Which is fine. I, I'm, I'm, I like being on Twitter. I like seeing all this stuff, which is great. And, and that's a, a hat off to, to Ms. Garcia. She pulled that off with a GCU, come to find out. GCU did something amazing and helped the kids in the Valley, which is great. But we have a district, districts around the area giving out school supplies. They're giving out school supplies and they don't have as many kids as SISD does. Okay, so I had to see what's going on. What in the world? Why can't the biggest district that didn't lose as many students as Isleta, as El Paso, as any other district, why could they not supply all kids with supplies? And, and, and it's okay, and it, it, it's okay where, why can't you go to Walmart when you earn $300,000, when you earn over $100,000, okay? Because I know teachers, because I know teachers who spend over $500 every summer to make sure their kids have everything they need, especially in the Valley. I know my wife has done it. I know I've done it. I know where I've gone during my lunch 
time from our conference period and gotten whatever we needed because we needed it right now. What I don't understand is how people or a system like SISD who has a $450, $450 million budget and just gave a guy who quit, he didn't resign, he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, get fired. He quit. They gave him $629,000, but we couldn't spend $100,000 on pencils, $100,000 on paper. This is what, this is what's wrong. And, 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 and me and you have talked about this and I'll let you talk about this before we get to the next point. What do you think, Sal? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, so, sometimes that I see, uh, that was my reaction, my reaction, because every time I, uh, I see this name, Daisy Garcia, it's always in the negative light. So that was my instant um, reaction, because this is the first time I've actually seen something that she tweets in a positive way. Right. And, and, and uh, so we don't need to go into her history, right? Right. Um, but uh, so yeah, this is uh, you know this is good. Uh, JCU cooperated and helped out, and 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 they uh, they they went up there and and assisted, and uh, it's it's very true. Uh, so she is displaying a level of leadership since she is in charge of um, of that particular uh, elementary school. Um, if I was to raise any questions in regards to what I'm looking at, is that where are the assistant superintendents? Right. Where are the superintendents in trying to advocate for funds or, or just like as Ms. Garcia, I mean, if she had a team that went and spoke to GCU, I had a connection. I mean, the superintendent uh, the assistant superintendent should have those those talks with her principals, uh, whatever grade levels uh, that person is in charge, right? And 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 whether they do some sort of a campaign, because it it's kind of sad in the sense too, Alex, because uh, what did Escontrias get? What did uh, Healy get? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so then you start talking about the schools uh, in the valley and and so you know again kudos for Ms. Garcia I mean right. she's displaying her leadership and I'm not saying that maybe Escontrias didn't go out of, out of the way maybe they just got turned down and they 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 provide the support that that was granted to Weco. you know everybody has different circumstances but at the same time um, you know I would put it back on the leadership. And, and so I sometimes get that feeling that people that, that are in that uh, building are too comfortable and, and they don't get out of, out of their seat that much. Right. Uh, you know, I might be wrong, but at the same time, I would like to see, you know, uh, what involvement did the super, uh, assistant superintendents had uh, supporting their grade levels slash principals to secure uh, some sort of a funding for them uh, yeah. or school supplies in this case. But- and, and you know, 
I know the SR funds, I know this, I know that. That's fine. But there's always money for supplies. I mean, there's always money for something. And if we could just take, let me tell you a story. Uh, I, t- I called my sister, I didn't call, I sent a, a text message to my sister, uh, my sister-in-law, okay? That she didn't have to worry about school supplies in another district. And she cried. She literally cried and said, oh my God, that's one burden off me. I don't understand how we couldn't do it here where the district is bigger, the district has more money. Why could the trigger kit be pulled? You know, you know, we're getting paid uh, over $100,000 plus a $90,000 $90, stipend. I know working with Georgina Perez in the mentorship program, we have gotten, I mean, we did it a couple years back before COVID hit. And I went around dropping off school supplies at Waco, at Escontrias, at Campestre, at Rojas. And this was on the weekend and the, and the principals were there. The principals, they took it with, with great, you know, appreciation, but to be a true public school, we have to give the supplies to the kids and make sure they have them. If we can give a superintendent that quit $629,000 to one person, one person, and we don't know the perks yet, why can't we give $629,000 to 47,000 students? I need that answer. I really do because this is such bullhickey. When you can give the superintendent all that money, but our kids are still having to buy school supplies. And that's my biggest question. So, yeah. So, so that's it for that. We appreciate that. We appreciate GCU looking out for uh, Waco. Uh, Ms. Garcia did a great job of bringing them in. That's great. Uh, we wish, uh, or maybe we didn't see other schools that what they did. And and I, you know, we, we hope to um, make sure to see everybody else also get helped as well, and and some uh, help. And maybe we can uh, find more help for them with other things. So. Moving on, Sal, where are we? Here we are. Uh, we're going to go into this, Sal. A uh, little bit tricky here. I got sent this to me. This is Governor Abbott. Uh, HB 547 is now a state law in Texas, okay? Thanks to the leadership of Representative James Frank and Angela Paxton, who is the uh, Paxton uh, Attorney General's wife, homeschool students in Texas can now participate in ULL activities. So that happened. Now it is law. Okay. We talked about this before. Can you see that, Sal? Yes. So... Mary Gonzalez represents District 75, straight up. And look at HB 547 authors Mary Gonzalez. We talked about this before, Sal. Um, no money will go to any 
we're talking about money for students. No extra money's coming in. And this is a law that is looking to put coaches in a very predicament when it comes to homeschooling, okay? There's many so situations. We talked about this. Uh, what do you think, Sal? We've talked about this before. Uh, here's another one. Mary Gonzalez was the author. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. What do you think about that, Sal? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe my my stance uh, might have changed from the last time that, that we discussed. And so, I mean, this is, this is just going to be another obstacle that uh, teachers are going to eventually be facing. And so, I mean, we could go really, really deep, deep and, 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 you know, chase a rabbit hole here. But we're talking about, you know, um, I think I had just kind of mentioned uh, off the record, you know, that, um, that at some point it's not just going to be competing against uh, charter schools. Now you're talking about, you know, HB uh, 547. Uh, what's going to happen down the road? And uh, that was a very uh, interesting piece that when I was in uh, Florida, and that's why I'm wearing my, my Miami cap because I was out there. And so that was an interesting piece that, that I was reading over there. And it was talking about uh, school districts. I mean, I take that back. Uh, it was talking about states that were losing enrollment. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest things that's going on as well too, maybe we're not hit as much, but uh, I wanna say that I think it was the state of Vermont. Uh, there was a 32 disenrollment uh, from, from public schools into, the, into, um, into homeschooling. And so uh, we have to kind of keep an eye on what's going on around those two because uh, sooner or later, it's gonna come to Texas, it's gonna start hitting our communities and whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, dis uh, uh, you know, discussing the topics of LGBTQ plus and, and bringing those things into the forefront. You know, I wanna say that we are in a very conservative uh, city per se. And so we might have a fallout in that. And, and so there's topics also as, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 what is it called? The critical, what is it called? The critical race theory. Uh, critical race theory. And so, I mean, we could go into, again, I don't want to chase a rabbit hole because then we'll, we'll be on the podcast for, for, for forever. <laughs> but at the same time, those are things that we have to keep an eye on it. We can't put an eye, uh, you know, turn, turn our face and say that, uh, we're a small city compared to El Paso, but we are the biggest district. And so uh, if HB 547 already got signed, uh, you know, we need to be on the lookout what's going to be happening uh, down the road, because those are things that are trying to get pushed. Those are things that, you know, um, this is a community that is uh dominant you know by religion and yeah. and when i speak religion catholic and so uh there's values and and stuff like that and so there might be some hard time discussions down the road of what how you're gonna want your children to be educated 
so some challenging times but bringing back to to the forefront what's being discussed it's going to be a challenge for coaches so this could just be a continuation of a challenge that was started for instance with charter schools Mm -hmm. and now we're looking at hp 547 what's next and so you know i'm just kind of bringing certain things that I saw in major states, not that Texas is not major, I said, but you know, sooner or later, we might be having those type of discussions down the road. You're absolutely right, Sal. We, we had this discussion and there's a lot of things working, working out of, of, of that. And that's gonna just put more pressure on teachers in certain aspects and more pressure on coaches in certain aspects. And you have to remember that, that the one thing that I think about is you wouldn't you wouldn't get a coach off the street to coach your kids in a school. They have to be accredited. They have to have the certification, and they have to be um, a teacher there at the school or at the same district. So other other states don't do that. But you know, when you bring somebody in, you you trust them with your kids. And now you're, we're bringing people in who might not be part of the same schooling pattern. I know uh, Sal went to Socorro, I went to Jeff, and just, you know, sometimes it was even weird because the uh, at Jeff, we had the Silver Magnet School. So you looked at those guys like, okay. well, I mean, he was smarter than you for sure. But, you know, um, those are things that happen. Now, when a guy that doesn't show up to school and just shows up to play, that makes it very difficult. And, and those are things, um, and I'll be very honest with you teachers, this is gonna be a very difficult year, a very difficult year about a lot of things. And so I touched upon them because we're in a, in, in a, in a, in a very um, crazy, crazy time and political climate where things are gonna work out a certain way and we need to make sure that we wanna get our public school students the best education than and any other so uh yeah thanks all for that it's just going to be very difficult i wanted to make sure that everybody knew that mary gonzalez was an author at that okay an author now we've been trying to get information uh from Ms. gonzalez because it is election season so um i wrote to her a couple weeks back and i said can i have any information on 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 hp 547 you know because it's very odd for somebody who's a, a pro public school candidate um, would do this for homeschooling. So I did, I said, and then I got an email saying, good morning, we are receipt of your email asking for information regarding HB 547. A member of our staff will work on this request and be in touch you respond as soon as possible. I was excited. I said, oh, you know, we're gonna get some information. And lo and behold, I get another email. Yes, I do get another email. I say, good morning, uh, Mr. Garcia. Legal counsel has advised us that the proper way of responding to an open meeting, open meeting request, uh, it's, a, it's a FOIA, it's a uh, Freedom of Information Act, not an open meeting, is only to do so when you send a request to the official state email. The request you made through a campaign email, therefore, if you would like to respond to the email request, you can begin the FOIA process. Additionally, if you wish to look over the link in the handbook of the FOIA, a link to the Attorney General's page on the topic can be found here. Thank you. 
That was uh, July. I know it's been more than 10 days. And I still haven't received anything. And I know Ms. Gonzalez is in D.C. and doing her thing, and that's great. But, you know, we need to have some answers. Because we need to know what, what, what led to this. What led a pro-public education candidate to this? So, um, uh, we're still getting a runaround on this. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably going to continue getting the runaround. And yeah. So, just continue writing to whatever information they're telling you to write to. I did. And, I, and, and, I, and the thing is that it, it doesn't like, uh, it's very weird. It, it sends it to you to like when you go to online. Yeah. It doesn't give you a response in a sense. It just like send the email. Like it's a one-way track, almost like a filter, bro. It's really weird. I don't yeah. feel confident in it, but it is what it is. So going back, let me just uh, Mark Wiggins here talks about pay attention, Texas. The Texas ledge is permanently blowing up UAL competition at every level. HP 547 marks the end of student competition. A lizard, a full-time athlete, musician, etc. When it comes to your school, remember who you voted for. So that's something from Mark Wiggins. He's a he's, he's a guy that keeps an eye on this stuff. Uh, let, let this be real clear: homeschool students under HP five four seven will not repeat, not be required to abide the same guidelines as a public school students in order to compete. No class, no star, no verification of academic eligibility. None of it. That is upsetting, Sal. That. That's something that I can't think about. That I can't stop thinking about. That's a charter school student. Okay. And not even because actually charter schools take star. Homeschooling is even more open than charter schools. You know? So why do this? I mean, I've heard of situations where people are going to send their kids to private trainers all day and just tell everybody they're passing and make sure they get on the field. What do you think? Well, I think I'm picking up two things here. The one thing that I'm picking up is that if the kids stay at home, then there's no revenue for the school. Right, right. So if... Uh, You're absolutely right. So if $100 is attached to one student, let's just say, and and you could, you know, keep, you know, 200 students at home, then just do the math, you know, 200 uh, students, $100 per day. Right. And so the state is saving that money. The school district's not seeing it. They're losing revenue. And so then that's that's a way of how to save money because you're not paying nor the charter school or nor the public school. You know, they're, they're just uh, stashing it for a rainy day. And so that's the one thing that I picked up. The second thing that I picked up is uh, the disservice that they're doing with the kids because you might end up being a very good athlete and maybe UT wants to recruit you for baseball or Texas A&M wants to come and get you for football and so on and so on, but you still gotta meet the requirement. You gotta meet that, that entrance and you gotta pass the, the SATs and stuff like that. And if you're not that smart enough where you can't even pass those tests, there goes your scholarship. <laughs> there's like a you won't be admitted. 
I think it's like a 2.8 GPA you have to have in high school and you have to pass certain tests to get into there. And, and, and those are the things that school prepares you for, you know, and everybody wants to, wants to poop on public schools, but we all went to public schools. As old as we are, we all went to public schools. There wasn't much charter. There was a, there was private, but if you had the money to go there. So I think we turned out okay. Me and you saw, we turned out okay. Even in it turned out okay. So, yeah. you know, and there's one of those things that why, why keep doing this? Why it's just, she's, she's feeding the base and Mary Gonzalez is up for re-election in November. So I want to see what she's, she wants to, I want to see why there, there can't be any more um, free giveaways of chairs or elections here in the city of Socorro and district 75. We can no longer just say, oh, you're Mary Gonzalez? Please take your seat at the state legislature. No. And hell no. Because and that, and that's the problem, Alex, is that uh, these people are, they run for office and they end up um, taking those seats in order to um, have their special interest or their own interest in most cases. Right. And so they're not really working for the people. They're working for, for themselves. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's just uh, tra a tragedy right now that, um, that she's not even in Texas. Uh, she's in D.C. And, and she's up there, you know, supposedly being a super superhero. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully she's not one of those eight Democrats that contracted COVID, right? And so, um, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, we got people that are elected by the people. You're supposed to be representing that district uh, or those uh, constituents that set you up, but then you end up doing your own thing, just like uh, a Ralph Duran does. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Uh, uh, just like, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Colombia Lobos does, because she rather deal with mosquitoes than deal with constituents, you know? And so you got a mayor in Socorro that uh, there could be a possibility that she might not even have a vote in the MPO. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, um, we could say on and on that we got uh, elected officials in different um, aspects, whether school or, or, you know, Texas rep or, um, or the city, and uh, we know who those are that are just uh, running by, um, you know, by, how can I say it, uh, the self-interest. Right, and so right. And you're that's unfortunate. Yeah, there's a lot of people that run for themselves and their self-interest, and, and that's something we want to get away from uh, because it's, you know, it's just, uh, something that we want to make sure that they don't do it and make sure that here in the Valley, they get accounted for, for yeah. whatever they do. You know, um, me and Sal have different opinions about things. And, and the thing is that the one thing we do agree on is the city of Socorro. Yeah. You know, and that, and those are things that we can't stand by guys and let this happen. We really can't look at SISD. You know, if we didn't, if we didn't have somebody like Pablo Barrera there uh, fighting for the kids, 
or Mr. Castellanos, you know? And last week we got we got pooped on by uh, Najera. Why? Because we're looked as less than. And that's something you guys need to understand. Don't let yourselves. And that's that's about it right there. So we're going to move on. And we're keeping up with Mary Gonzalez because she's supposed to be the public. Can you see that, Tal? Our you see public, that? Uh, yeah. Our public uh, education person. Yeah. So, like I told you, she's supposed to. So, let me let me read something to you, and I'm gonna make my point here. Give me some. Give me a chance here. Look, I'm gonna prove a point. Represent Mary Gonzalez on recently released star results. Okay, this is okay. So, I'm gonna set this up for everybody. She's gonna talk about star results. Okay, that's what she's gonna talk about. Okay. The value of a mass standardized test to assess the learning for an individual student or the performance of a single educator or campus is, at best, very limited. However, such tests are currently uh, one of the few methods we have to evaluate overall progress in our public education system. Okay, so I wanted to make sure you heard that. Mm -hmm. She's not saying it's bad. She's just saying that's the way we have to do things, okay? The spring of 2021 star results track results track what have been what we've been hearing for many months. For I should be really wearing my glasses from students, parents, and educators that the COVID-19 pandemic led to a significant disruption in learning, which we all knew, which you knew, which I knew, which everybody in the world knew, which every parent knew. Uh, disruption in learning for most students is serious problems for many. And unfortunately, the students who were already having more difficulty than average Black and Latino children and those whose families struggle economically were hurt worse than the, by the pandemic than their peers. Based on the indicators, we know the story is much the same for students with disabilities. It should be clear that all students that had learning disruption due to the COVID-19 pandemic is and will continue to be a principal challenge facing Texas families. Our state leaders must treat this as a real necessity by providing funds, resources, and appropriate guidance to our public school. So you're, you're a smart man. So I don't know if, you, if you're thinking what I'm thinking. So what does this letter tell you? I don't know how much of a transparency this letter has given me, um, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, what's 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 your take on it? Maybe. Yeah, let me let me tell you. It's passing the buck. Mm. It's passing the buck, and instead of saying, "I am going to write," I'm going to author, not HP five four seven. I'm going to author. legislature to stop the star test. I'm gonna author more funds be given to families who are below some economic level. I'm gonna author certain legislature to help our black and Latino communities. I'm gonna author 
more money for our special ed and disability students. That's what I'm not getting. This is this is a blanket. Look what I said, because it's election season. Look what I said, Sal. It's more like a statement. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna ruffle feathers because my donors, my donors, um, like run away because they make money <laughs> off it. Yeah. My donors, because. I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like her. But she's the only person that runs and has money to run. Yeah. And, and so, I, so, yes, I was uh, thinking you know, in between those lines as well with uh, the start testing in regards of, you know, uh, it's still a test. People are still making money out of that. And so, uh, she might be getting a couple of, uh, uh, some money coming from there. You know, there might be some, some campaign donations because they're keeping it alive. Yeah. You know? And that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, she, I mean, she works for some think educational think tank, you know, public money is just thrown around. It really is because it just, it, I mean, we get money from the state. But actually, the state gets so much more money back from the school districts. You know what I mean? It like it makes full circle because, okay, here's your allotted one hundred million dollars for one school, whatever, right? But we're gonna charge you for Star. We're gonna charge you for um, this training for Star. Uh, teachers need to have this now. Teachers need to have that. That's the way it works. They come back and tell us, here's your money, but this is what you're gonna do with it. And we'll give you like 10% to spend it on other things. But you ultimately you're gonna spend X amount on star, which is a lot more than the total budget that you have. See what I'm saying? Why wouldn't we buy right legislature to stop star testing. No, I'll use a, I'll use a, maybe it's a heavy word, but kind of feels like your laundry money. <laughs> it, 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 no, you're right. It, it is laundry but, money. But like the legal way. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're, Where you're not criminalizing right. yourself. <laughs> it's, it's, they give you money from property taxes. Then they come up with a system to charge you for a certain test to charge you for a test. And then they charge you also for the study skills for that test. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and let me tell you, they're not gonna lose their money from last year because they did stop the test one time and now whoever didn't take the test and that's how they passed HB 4545 that needs, they need to take the test. If they didn't take the test, they were, they were failed. And now the teachers, have something else on the plate. Why didn't they fight HB 545-45? Why didn't they fight that? Why couldn't she say, I'm going to help uh, write law to whatever. But it's because we're drinking the juice because they, she knows she's going to get reelected. She's not getting any money from, from Opasoans or Socorians. Not from Socorro, not from Tornillo, not from Sanelli, not from, from uh, Fabens. But from Austin, yeah. 
the juggernauts who have lots of money will outspend, outspend anybody who runs against her. Yeah. And it is what it is. So I want to make my point, and this is this is something that I really wanted to hit here. And here, here's Mr. Uh, Representative Landgraf Brooks. Landgraf Brooks' effort to slash star test passes in the Texas House. Okay. What did he do? He slashed social studies. He slashed, uh, let me read it to you. Legislation joint authored by state resident Brooks, uh, Brooks Landgraf of Odessa to reduce star testing passed out of the Texas House by 136 to six vote on Friday. House Bill 764 ensures students are tested only required by federal law. Instead of the state eliminate, was it? Instead of the state of Texas imposing additional standardized tests on your students, parents, and teachers, Landgraf said, the bill eliminates a statewide test that is not federally required and eliminates end of course exams for high school students. HB 764 eliminates an overly burdensome social studies test for eighth graders, as well as a writing test for fourth and seventh graders. End of course exams for high schools are also eliminated uh, replaced with a process to allow high school students to be able to take the SAT or ACT from or another norm reference secondary level test in order to satisfy the federal assessment requirements. Finally, the bill stipulates that if any federal testing required are reduced, Texas will immediately follow suit to reduce testing currently. So this senor here, he did that. You know what I'm saying? He represents Odessa. And this is why I tell you guys, if you're Democrat, if you're in between or you're Republican, in Texas, it really doesn't matter in education because this man is a Republican, okay? He's a Republican and he said, you know what? We need to cut down on star. That's sad because not everybody in helped with that. They did the vote. But where was the legislation from our end? And that's why I tell you that sometimes you just can't say, I'm going to vote blue, I'm going to vote red. You really have to look at each and every individual and what they stand for. And yeah. do they stand for you, teachers? Because let me tell you, the one day teachers say, it, I hope one day everybody says, uh, oh, man, I didn't see that. I'm going to hopefully get it right now. The one day teachers say, hey, you know, um, everybody at Waco, let's go vote. Everybody at Escontrias, let's go vote. If that ever happens, teachers are going to write their salaries. I'm telling you right now. Teachers are going to write their salaries. They're going to say, uh, let's vote this person in because they said they're going to do this. And if they don't, vote them out. Vote them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think, Sal? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a very, very good point. And so the best way to vote is who represents you, who, who has the best values that you have. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of people, whether they do a street ticket or, or they just stick, you know, to being red or they just stick to being blue. And so we got two 
two candidates that you're bringing to light. And so uh, people voted uh, blue. And so now, you know, we're facing the consequences of HB 547. And so, you know, so then now we have a, a prime example here where maybe people did not vote red. And so this, this gentleman that you just uh, showed is totally showing the opposite, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, you just, you just gotta be smart. You just gotta know uh, how, how to uh, select your candidates because uh, at the end of the day, they're representing one they're representing us. And so we want to make sure that they have the best interest for us and not for themselves. Right. And, and you're absolutely right. And we've talked about this many of times and, and we might have different, uh, different personalities, different thoughts, but that is absolutely correct. You know, we can't just say, Oh, because of this person. Oh, and that's why it was in the way there is because of whatever uh, the gandaras pulled down in their times, and whatever anybody else pulled in their times weren't held accountable to what they were supposed to do. And, and SISD as well, and that's why we're here now. So yeah. last thing I'm gonna show you, Sal, mm -hmm. I told you I was gonna bring it back. I told you it wouldn't age well, <laughs> and I'm gonna show it to you. You know, me and my, my shenanigans. Sass. Did you see it? Can you see it? It's coming up. Okay, it's up. What is it? Oh yeah, I remember this piece. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just to reiterate, Dr. Mary E. Gonzalez, you know, I've never heard her with all due respect. I've never, she lives in Clint or went to Clint High School. I have never heard her get into school board races or endorse. I've never, never heard that. But she did get into this one. Maybe because, you know, I just started following school politics. I mean, it's, it's gotten very sensitive in the sense that uh, we had what I saw, you know, which kind of is, blows my mind in the sense that just just like this example that you're showing, uh, we got a state rep choosing for local board of trustees, right? And yeah. and not only that, but it's all the incumbents. Yes, uh, it's all the incumbents. And then and then uh, you know we also had a a, a piece uh, that I'm not gonna shed. Uh, spotlight just like I don't shed spotlight on the on that charter school that we have on Rio Vista right uh, but we had that uh what's it called that teachers organization too yeah and through money to the incumbents so I mean those are the things that it's like come on I mean we vote for you guys why do you have to throw shade to you know not shape but support right uh because if if uh, so, uh, District Five is there. Uh, oh yeah, that's not, that's not my, you know, that's not my candidate. That's not who I wanted to vote for. You know, right? But but you get a a, a Dr. Mary Gonzalez, 
and she's trying to sway that vote for that district five, you know, if, uh, um, yeah. And so then you got that school organization too, that teachers are paying their dues and the, the, the organization is also throwing money for the incumbents. And so they're not representing your values. That's where I'm getting at. And we just talked about that, you know, a couple minutes ago that, you know, stick to what we elected you to do. And if we're paying our dues as a organization, right, then have the money to represent us in case we need to go to court or in case we, mm-hmm. but no, but the money's being thrown to incumbents, you know? And, and we went, we, 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 over $6,000, was given to Gary Gandara, you know, and, and by a union and other, other things that we, we looked at. And that was very like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But let me tell you something. But let me add something real quick because um, I'm looking. So how much did you say? $6,000? Yeah, over $6,000 by AFT. For, for each one of them? No, for Gary, I mean, for for each yeah, one. I, I remember you did a breakdown, you know, yeah. so uh, $6,000 did not get you a Gary, another six, I think it was less than $6,000 for the Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, so you already blow up, you know, we'll say that's already 10K right there. You already blew up 10K, didn't get you nothing. And the and state then, as well. The state was that? Prop literature. Texas AFT, drop uh, how, how much did uh, Guerra get? Guerra, he got a good, I think five grand if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay, so Guerra, you got five grand and so far the only thing that Guerra has done is try to table two items. Yes. Uh, so, yes. So, so you spend 5K on somebody to table uh, superintendent and to table uh, an external audit. So 5K, that's, that's, that's your money well spent uh, for a elected uh, board in that district to try to table uh, two items that did not get any support, everybody. Uh, I wish you had that cricket noise. <laughs> that was classic. Oh man. And, and man, and it's not gonna, she got pretty good money and and uh, you haven't gotten anything out of her. Like she hasn't said anything in the board meetings. Oh, oh yeah, I take that back. I take that back, Alex. She has been saying a lot, teaching Morales how to run the meetings. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. A Mary Gonzalez endorsement got Jesus Espinosa $629,000. Oh, yeah. That's De what I love. <laughs> <De la> <laughs> you know, you, that, if it wasn't for all these people, Jesus Espinosa wouldn't have gone to $629,000. Yeah, that's true. Because he would have stayed on board. Yeah. Let's say the endorsement great people. And there would have been no external lottery because we haven't had one since 2009. That's exactly right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so thank you, Mary. It cost us $629,000. HP547. Gary's gone. Ms. Rodriguez is gone. We still got Paul Guerra, the tables items. Uh, Ms. Nakara doesn't say much. You know what? Ms. Nakara helps Mr. Mr. run the meeting, and I appreciate that. Better, yeah. Come on. If, 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 if Ivy Avalos started really bad, hey, I got to give her credit. Yeah. yeah she got schooled, you know, she got schooled, and they got her up to speed. But yeah, come on, Morales. Yeah, I mean, Yeah, dude. It's bad, bro. It's bad, dude. It is. It's bad. So I told you this tweet would not age well. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what if? What if that that endorsement told people, man, let's go with let's go with uh, anybody but them. What if that turned the, the table for Gary mm -hmm. or for Vegas? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Moving on. We've had enough fun here and shenanigans. What's next? Money one? well spent. <laughs> Money well spent. All right, Sal. What do we got next here? Oh. The teachers are going to love this. Here is... Your SR money, upcoming SR2 plan public hearing. As we previously stated, SR2 was released for planning an application later than SR3. A public hearing on our SR2 plan will be, here, uh, will be held August 17, 2021 at a regular board meeting. Plan development is being finalized at this time. One item that will be funded through SR2 grant is the award will be a $2,000 retention stipend for all employees. It will be forthcoming during the 2021-2022 school year. Wow. Dude. Como la ves, Sal? Retention. Try to keep the teachers in place. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. People are, oh, I okay. cracked. Oh, crap. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, so everybody knows that uh, nothing is off limits on this podcast. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right, let's go back. It's gone now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. All right. All right, I'm better now. So, kids, make sure you hydrate yourself. Hydrate and stress before you podcast, children. Eat spaghetti and eat your cookies. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> I got a cramp. That's right. It's stretched. I'm embarrassed because I was making fun of me. I'm okay. So, my wife just checked on me, so we're good now. Oh, the podcast just went to trash. All right. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't care. Um, where were we? All right. So again, to I mean, there's teachers retiring, there's teachers quitting, and this Delta variant, you know, doesn't sound very good right now, and it's very scary. So, I, I, this is awesome, you know, and and I want to I want to congratulate staff for doing this, you know, um, not one person did it, 
Not one school board member did it because if they did, that'd be shady. Okay? The school board collectively, collectively, all seven members are going to vote on this. That doesn't mean that the guy that, that, that makes the motion and the guy that seconds it gets their picture on Twitter. No, everybody votes on it. Unless there's secret meetings going on to make sure this happens or whatever people are doing. But no. All seven members are going to vote yes. Uh, this is a great thing because teachers are quitting. Teachers are scared. And you know what? There's We can take every precaution possible. And that's what they want to do. So, just so people know what you're talking about is that uh, uh, with the previous board, they took the credit and let the public know, not only to let them know, but they did uh, mail-ins because I got it on the post office that, you? Uh, what, what's that organization? I, I forget because I, I don't like it, I guess, AFT, what is it called? AFT. Uh, if it, uh, you know, uh, she was going through elections as well, too. And so she got elected and, you know, uh, she wanted to make sure that, you know, her agenda was pushed through the previous board. And so on that flyer that I got on the post office was that, you know, I had all the faces of the incumbents. So what they were trying to do uh, that AFT is that, uh, hey, uh, teachers, check this out. All the incumbents approved a 4% increase plus a bonus and this and that, this and that. So thank you, Alex, for clarifying that for uh, SR2 because it doesn't matter who puts it in and who seconds it. And no. like you said, don't put their, their uh, picture up there because they cannot take credit for it. It's it's right here, guys. It's right here. The next one's gonna come out that Gary brought this out. Let me tell you. <laughs> Gary, Gary brought this to light. Gary brought this. Gary is the one that, not Pablo, because Pablo doesn't exist, but Gary Gandara helped you get these SR funds and, and <laughs> other stuff. And, and you know, uh, Mr. Guerra did, have this huge speech about it that really didn't concern me because that's what he does all the time. He wants to make sure. And he got a big uh, applause by all that. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, like, <laughs> come on, man. I don't know, man. I'm wondering if there's any back channeling. We knew it was back channeling before, but is there any back challenge challenging now? Yeah. Well, I might be back channeling from the, what's it called? The, uh, oh my gosh, I'm off my game today, remembering things. Um, you are, man. With the organizations. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and still people are blaming us for, for them losing members. And I'm like, no, no, you're losing members because you suck. That's why. Some people like Whataburger. Some people like Burger King. So you, you, don't, you don't think... That if In and Out was to come in, you don't think Whataburger and Burger King's gonna be complaining? Yeah, yeah. That was a new, that was a new organization that came in, 
and they walked out. So and don't they, blame us. And there's new trees that can be bought. That was a new, uh, exactly. That was a They're new organization that got started. They're yeah. law enforcement. So let's not, they can be like rubbing elbows and hey, I'll get you this for this. I'll get you a little something. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw it. I saw it at the. I saw it when they swore in Pablo, dude. That was crazy. I'll talk to you about that later. But yeah, we need to ask them for merch. Who? Uh, the West Texas. Well, hey, get todos <laughs> que the merch, todos. Yo quiero merch de todos. A F T S C A todos. Yo me pongo lo que sea. <laughs> Pero no me mandan, güey. Nomás Nutrex los mandó. Yo quiero todo. A mí mándenme camisetas que sean Tribeland. A mí mándenme todo. Yo me lo pongo. I don't know if it's going to help, but, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Right? It wouldn't hurt. All right. So, congratulations, teachers. Uh, let me tell you something. Um. Uh, it's going to pass unanimously. So it, it doesn't matter if you had Gary on there. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't matter who first, who makes the motion and who seconds it. Let's start there. What you're, what you're voting for when you vote for uh, representatives as somebody who goes and plans a final walk at Socorro uh, by himself a day before, that's what you're voting for. You're voting for somebody who actually brings up points about something that can make kids sick at Socorro High School, like the, the cell tower we have back there. And, mm -hmm. and then you're voting for somebody who, who asks, why are we buying more engineers? Why are we getting more engineers when we need more teachers and more aides for the classrooms? Mm -hmm. That's what you're voting for. Because let me tell you, to get you, you're in the business of teaching. They're in the business of governing. Everybody knows to be a good government, you take care of your teachers. So that's what it is. You know, and let me tell you something. When you have a, 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 a board member who gets a call to go to a certain high school to help somebody out and they miss an event to help somebody, that's what you voted for. That's the Pablo Barreras, that's a Castellanos, okay? Because they were voted in. Najera just, just got put in there. Cindy Najera is still there, she got voted in, rightly so. Paul Guerra won his race. But he's tabling stuff, so yeah. You know? And just to make something clear, because I don't want the listeners to to uh, start thinking that we're biased in that sense. That no. oh, well, these two guys and three with Rene, these guys are always talking about you know uh, the Barreras of the world and the Castellanos of the world. Well, tell your your elected folks to bring something to the table, and we'll. We'll put them on. We'll we'll put them in, in great spotlight. But when you don't, then then that's why we're we can be looked at biased. And so, yeah. you know, 
uh, as long as uh, you know we have those uh, the barreras working, then we're gonna we're gonna bring them to light and, and shed that light and and the Castellanos, you know, uh, they're doing their thing. Uh, we're gonna bring them to light. That's it because we want to educate the the audience. We want to let people know have the exposure, like you just said, that you know when they have a uh, an event scheduled and they don't show up to their event because they're taking care of you uh when you're having an issue at, at the school district then you could see where your interest is and so that's why it's very hard to speak about you know the guerras and the and the rodriguez and 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 the, the i mean the nacheras and and the menas and the morales you know it's hard to talk about them because they they haven't brought anything they haven't brought anything to the table and so you know i just don't want people to feel that we're biased because we're not bring something and we'll bring it to light just mm -hmm. like how it occurred right now with uh, the principal of Weco. you know mm -hmm. I was already like oh here we go you know because it's that 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 uh that negative stuff that she's always been bringing and so hey finally she brought something good to the table and my position changed and mm -hmm. so hey I, I called it out you know, I corrected myself and I said, hey, that's a good thing that she did. She's showing her leadership. And so, hey, Guerra, you want to do that? Then flip the coin, you know. Uh, Nakira, you want to do that? Flip the coin, you know. But if you don't, then we're just going to, you know, call you out for what you're you're doing. And, and if you want to continue, continue tabling things, then do so. That's true. Keep, you table things because, it, you know, this podcast is our opinion. And our First Amendment rights lets us talk about whatever we want about our opinion. Our opinions are our, ours only. If people listen to them and, and they do whatever they do and they look at you ugly or whatever, that's your, that's, how can I say it? That's an opinion. Because they, they themselves have to make their own opinion. Mm -hmm. We're not forcing anybody to think the way we think. We're not. But if you would like to come on the show and talk to us about things that we say wrong, dude, our or do that, our door is always open. Wednesdays at 5:30, we do the rundown. At six o'clock, we start recording. And we're always here. All you need to do is send me an email or find me on Twitter at Garcia para Socorro at yahoo.com or uh, what else? Uh, Twitter is Garcia para Soco. And if you're listening to this, you know where to find me. You, you know somebody that knows me or knows Sal or knows uh, Rene. But you need to come on the show and, and, and do your grievances because that's what we do. We share our grievances here. We come on here and say, we don't like it. And you know what? It's our right. As a taxpayer, it's our right not to like it. And you know what? We have a platform to do it. That's, that's it. That's it. Anything else, Sal? No, uh, I mean, you said it perfectly fine. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, people, people don't feel because, uh, um, 
you know, I, I just don't want them to feel that we're being biased. And so we're not because I'm pretty sure that, you know, uh, Mr. Castellanos and Mr. Barrera have been warned as well too. Yeah. You screw it up, we're gonna call you out. Yeah, they've but been we haven't had to. We but haven't we had to because they're on the right side of of you know of the the facts, you know, of of representation, of uh being out there in the community. And so then then that's just two of the seven. And so then we're looking for seven out of seven. We want to have this podcast where we're just spitting nothing but great stuff. Right. Uh, and, and so until we get there, we're just going to continue calling out the hypocrisy, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what we're going to do because it is what it is. And, and we're here now and uh, it is what it is. All right. So, Sal, moving on. Uh, like I told you, you'll know somebody who knows us. Call them. Hey, I want to be on the show. I don't like this about the show. Come on. Come on. We'll, we'll talk. And the thing is that I'd rather have somebody not agree with me than have somebody who agrees with me with everything. Because that means you have your own point and you have the facts to prove it. When you have the facts to prove it. I will listen to anybody. So moving on, on our last subject here, uh, we're talking about the city of Socorro. I'm going to show you this. I got this. I, I don't know what hair I got, but um, I got into the MPO meeting, the Metropolitan Organization, right? The Metropolitan, the Metro Planning Organization. Metropolitan Planning Organization, that's what it stands for. So just, we've talked about it before, and this is very important, guys, because this is how you get roads. And I'm gonna show you something right here. So uh, here, um, here I am. If you can see this right here, I'm moving it. I made it smaller now. Uh, the I-10 Winding Mesa to NMS, to New Mexico Street, uh, 2020. The total is $170,000, I believe. Is that it? Or $170 million. I don't know if that's a dot. So excuse me. Uh, downtown, $4 million. That makes more sense. Uh, Artcraft, I-10 to Pendale, Loop 75, Horizon to Darrington, Border Expressway, Phase 1, uh, I-10 Frontage Roads, Executive Center, U.S. Kenworthy to Macombs, Montana Avenue. Man, these look like great projects. Uh, this is what the MPO does, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The MPO gives you, is you go in there and you set up what you want for the future. And there's a lot of things to it. I wish I knew it was here, but he's not. And there's a money that the city has to put up, but not all of it, okay? Not all of it. It's, it's like a, a quarter or something to that effect. Don't quote me on that. But that's what happens. Sal, is there anything there that you see that uh, opens up your eyes? There's a lot of stuff that's going to benefit me going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so my, commute, my commute will be 
faster, but once I leave Socorro, so once I hit, uh, you know, I-10, it's gonna, it's gonna allow me to get to work faster, but I, I need to get out of Socorro. And so there's nothing for Socorro. There's absolutely nothing for Socorro. There's absolutely nothing for the city of Socorro, and that's exactly right. We so if to... I'm late to work, it's because the city <laughs> of Socorro hasn't wind the roads or there's not enough roads. And by the way, we're getting a lot of traffic now in Socorro, oh, yeah. a it's... lot of traffic. Socorro's growing by leaps and bounds getting out of here. And uh, for us not to have at least one road widened. And let me tell uh, you, and let me uh, tell uh, you, the, it was in the works. But, you know, this, I remember that we had this conversation with Anne. The mayor was elected to go to these meetings. The mayor was elected to go to these meetings. And let me tell you, look at Horizon and Darrington. And everybody says it, don't get, and you know it, and I know it, and everybody says it. Why does Horizon get everything? Why does Horizon get everything? And let me tell you something. I had a conversation you were there, Sal, with um, with Azuz Reese, our former mayor. He said because of Walter Miller. Remember that name, Walter Miller. Okay, Walter Miller is that is a is either city councilman or the mayor of uh, of Horizon, and the way they do it is that Walter Miller becomes the mayor for as many terms as it expires. Let's say three terms, so he becomes a mayor for four years, four years, four years, he, he turns out and then runs for city council and gets back in there. <laughs> nice. Very intelligent man. He is, I heard Jesus told me, he's the co-chair now of the MPO. So when, when he wants something for Horizon, he carries a big stick. And there you see, Horizon and Darrington. People, elections are coming up. What has city council in the city of Socorro done for you? So, Ralph, Ralph is coming up for election and what he has done for Socorro is one lawsuit and three settlements. Yeah, actually four lawsuits and three and one settlement. No, I thought it was the other way around. It's the other way around, but it's, I think you have to add one somewhere. He, so your district two representative has made money off you taxpayer money, Socorians. He's the one that made the change to $10,000. It was a 10,000 for 10,500. Nuevo Hueco tanks. Okay, so where is our money going as taxpayers? It's going into Mr. Duran's pocket. He's directly benefiting from being in the city and having privileged information. And let me tell you, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. She always shows up, bro. It's badass. So and those are the things that, that you guys got to worry about. Election for District 1, District 2, and District 3 in the city of Socorro. Okay? We're losing out on, on projects. Yeah. 
And who was the one that, that, that would get us all those projects out? Rene was. Rene. Rene Rodriguez, our comrade, uh, he was the one. He was the one at those meetings. And he always says, oh, I talked to Oscar. And he means Oscar Lister. I talked to Mr. Blanco. I talked, you know, and, and let me tell you, I got on that meeting and they're all on there. A lot of state reps, a lot of important people in El Paso are on the MPO. And there's a website, there's a Twitter, and the videos are there and ask for public comments. Imagine that. So maybe we should join just to keep an eye on Avalos. Just maybe, maybe she's she falls asleep. I don't know. Uh, I didn't see her there last meeting. I want to know. <laughs> so I was going to ask you something. Yeah. yeah. Did you get an email back from Miss uh, Avalos? No, I haven't. I haven't heard back from her. So. So uh, I did some research for you. Oh. Is her Twitter? <laughs> Ivy sells homes. I'm guessing she's a realtor. Yep. Uh, she and then she also has another one, Poison Ivy seven seven seven. Um, and then her, she, she's the her Ivy Avalos mayor mayor at cosx.us, and her phone number is nine one five two zero eight thirty nine fifty nine. 55 I'm sorry those yeah, that's uh, the email I that's that's the email address I used and it's a city email it's not her Twitter account it's not her personal I used her city email and she should be emailing me back but no, nada. well that's sad and again Socorro go through this every year and everybody says it and it's not just me and it's not just anybody else it's everybody says it why does um horizon why didn't have better things than we do and i'm telling you why because there's there they vote people in who are going to work for the city okay they're going to work for the city they're going to work for them for the city and make it better the mayor mr walter miller um i wish your name was up here because he, he he has probably has stories but that man walter miller is is making so is making Horizon what it is. And Socorro, you need to find a Walter Miller. Rene is probably the closest thing we have to Walter Miller. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I hope something good happens because we need to do this. Me, Sal, Rene need to do something because first of all, Michael Najera had all the wrong information and he pooped on the city. Mr. Ainton said the city did this. They don't give it right away. So we need to find something. Find something. And we will. We will. Because we're going to let this go. 
I'm tired of not seeing construction in Socorro. You know, that's very disheartening. Sal. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, uh, again, um, you know, prior to this uh, podcast, uh, that's the way I got to know Rene. And uh, I would drill him uh, for MPL stuff. Yeah. Very, very uh, um, educated in that sense. And there's a lot, there's projects that are still pending from that era to be, to, to get started. Right. And so that's why uh, we want to make sure that we give credit to where credit is due because right now we have a no due uh, city council. And so um, we, we need to make sure that people know that. And just because they start seeing uh, something happening, uh, whether it's it's uh, entrance coming in through Americas, that wasn't Ivy Avalos, that was Rene. I said, because he shared that with me about two years ago when he was the city at large. And, and uh, he told me there's gonna be a lot of uh, uh, access roads coming in into Socorro to alleviate the traffic because we're looking at growth. And so we are seeing a lot of growth. We're seeing a lot of uh, uh, growth within the four districts that Socorro has. And so he was already forecasting, you know, the growth. And so they start working on getting these uh, big major projects into Socorro. But then again, uh, we're gonna start seeing people trying to claim things when they really didn't do anything, so. So, and, and, and the big one that we keep an eye on because we're both constituents of Ralph Duran is that he's done zero for District 2, zero. But sue the city and collect uh, settlements against the city and probably some insight training. And he lied, let's not forget he lied. He lied to the constituents, he lied to the staff and counsel about his relationship with Mary Gonzalez and Cesar Blanco. And we have the letter to prove it. So mm -hmm. uh, our last our last thing today, um, where am I? Here I am. Our last item for is something that I saw today, which it was awesome. Can you see that? Yes. At, at EP elections, El Paso County elections, attention teachers, we are professional. We are at the professional development job alike training for teachers at Franklin High School until 11 p.m. Stop by and register to vote. That is awesome. Imagine, Sal, if they could have all teachers register to vote. And, and, and that's awesome. Uh, Franklin, EPISD did something amazing there. But let me tell you about something, Sal. Your drive to work in the summer compared to the driver work during the fall. Teachers are not at work. Kids are not at school. And it gets, and it gets a lot lighter, right? Yes. So if teachers or to vote, if teachers, we are millions in Texas, millions. If we came together and we said, we're gonna fight for higher wages, for a higher student 
expenditure, we could do it. You need to demand from your Texas uh, representatives, even national, some of the national ones, and say, we want this. Teachers can rule the world if they really wanted to. But it's, it's very difficult when you have so much on your plate, you have family, and you have a lot of things going on. I do understand that. But you got to remember, if you want a better life, you got to fight for it. Join a union. Join a good union. But if everybody knows that when, when school's out of session, the freeways are like, choo, choo, choo. But when, when school's back in session, so that's cool. Uh, shout out to EPISD for doing that. Uh, I wish we could do it at all places because teachers need to show up to vote and seniors and principals. I know there's a lot. Sign up your seniors to vote and make it a habit and show them why it's important. So what do you think? That's a good idea. I don't recall who uh, mentioned it, but I know we're talking about uh, votings. And I think I was on vacation when we were having that discussion, right? And so I really like, uh, I'm not sure who said it, uh, but uh, maybe it was you, Alex. Uh, I like the fact that they said, uh, sh shut it down for one day. Shut oh, it down so everybody could go. Who is it? So I, I thought that was cool because like I mean, no alcohol, nothing sold, <laughs> but you know, people would stock up before and, and yeah, shut it down. And, and you know what? There are uh, agencies. I mean, my agency where I work at one of those that will give you that half a day, you know, go, yeah. go half a day, go vote, stuff like that. But at the same time, I mean, stuff happens. And so maybe you have an appointment that day. And, and I think your appointment is more important than your thing to go vote, you know, on that particular day, what I'm saying. Right. And so, I mean, if, if it was a whole day, then you could do your appointment and then you could go vote later on. Exactly. And, and, and stuff like that. So, so, I mean, your appointment is not going to take the whole day. But if you were to get the whole day, then I could say, hey, I could go vote and then I could go to my appointment or vice versa. And, and so that is a day that, uh, that can be done for say. I mean, if we have one for veterans, we have one for Memorial, we have uh, a two day for Thanksgiving. I mean, we got a day after Thanksgiving to go shopping, Black Friday, basically. Uh, so, I mean, we could have one for to go vote. Oh, it's you know? simple, it's, yeah. yeah. Maybe we went to a Friday, not a Tuesday. Well, I mean, yeah, sorry, <laughs> three day weekend. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right, Sal. Uh, it was Renee that brought that up. And I think he even said, like, the, day, the way they do it in Mexico is they, they don't sell alcohol, stuff like that. It's very important. Um, you know, guys, we're going to push this, um, this. This, 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 you guys have to vote. Socorro has to vote too. The city of Socorro has to vote. We have to vote for better people. We have to have a better life. We want to have a better world for our children. So that's what's going to happen. Sal, last word. Uh, last words. Uh, the last time I did mention, I know we were talking about, uh, what was it, uh, Patton or Paxton, the guy that was supposed to go talk about Espinosa. Oh, uh, he was Patton, the, Patton. Patton, who was supposed to be the greatest thing. And so I had mentioned a name of Jerry Barber, 
and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. So I I uh I was like during the week I was thinking about it's like, oh man, was it Jerry Barber or was it Joseph? You know, but I have remembered that it was Jerry Barber. So I did some research, kind of just wanted to look it up and I pulled it up right now. That's what I was looking at. And so I don't know if you know this, Alex, but uh, he was a Socorro Independent uh, School District Superintendent uh, way before Espinosa, that's for sure. Uh-huh. And guess what I found? What? There's a scholarship that he has. No way. So, hey, you, there's a $1,000 scholarship and it's given in the fields of education. Uh, somebody that graduates from Socorro ISD. And it's not really named after himself. It's named after his father. So that's even um, even more humbling. Yeah. And so to me, that was even more humbling because he wanted to put this scholarship under the name of his father, who is W.G. Barber. And uh, it says the father of former SISD superintendent, Jerry Barber. So... To Mr. Patton and to Team Espinosa that's still out there. Hey, uh, without those, uh, uh, those, all those uh, thousands and thousands and thousands, orale, on oh, scholarship okay. on the Espinosa, a ver si cierto. Oh man, that'd be crazy! <laughs> oh, and, awesome, and I, good research. And I, and I think he is the only. Uh, former like full-blown superintendent there uh, dr sushuk at one point was an assistant superintendent but it looks like um what i'm looking at here the scholarships that are granted through socorro uh he is the only uh, full-blown superintendent that there's a scholarship that he's he's got going so so there it is research guys it's it's there good job so damn don't mess with Sal, homies, because he'll he'll find something on you. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my last word is always watch what they do, not what they say. Okay. Uh, you're going to get your $2,000 no matter what. But you really got to be worried about is who's going to be your next superintendent and why people want to table that. Okay. Why do people want to table the search? Uh, why do people want to table the external audit? If you're not afraid of anything, bring it on. Uh, empower the Valley. And that's one thing that we want to say thank you to GCU for giving our Waco Sons uh, supplies, which should have been the school district. Uh, that, that should have been done by the school district. Uh, if you can give a man 629000 for leaving, you can give $100,000 to all the kids to have all their supplies for all the year. But you decided to give uh, Jose Espinosa 629,000 and let our kids uh, and our parents during a pandemic uh, worry about getting school supplies. That's horrible and that's a lack of leadership. It is. Uh, Powerful versus the powerless. Teachers, you're powerful. You're more powerful than you'll ever know. you're powerful, but you act like the powerless. You have so many rights as a teacher. There has to be a good union out there for you. Um, you have, you just have to change the leadership. That's the biggest thing because leadership means a lot. 
and numbers means a lot. And don't do anything without numbers. Remember, you work from 7.30 to 3.30, you have your conference and you have your lunch. And don't be saying, oh, well, I need you to do, you don't need me to do nothing because I don't work on Saturdays and I don't work on Sundays either. And they have to give you time to do what you do. Uh, so that's my last word. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with Rene Rodriguez as well. Uh, you guys have a good night. Take care. Have a good school year. We start on Monday. It is what it is. Just like a band-aid. Tear it off. It all comes back to you. All right. See you later, Sal. See you later, everybody. Take care.